You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Yankees reporter Brian Hoke. And Brian, uh, you look at this team and the offense, the bats have gone pretty quiet the last few days. Um, Obviously, this is a team that with the issues they've had in the starting rotation, they're going to need the offense. It hasn't been there. Somehow on Sunday, they managed to win a game with one hit. That's making the most of things. Uh, But overall, what's gone wrong as far as everybody going cold at the same time? Yeah, pretty incredible that Starlin Castro came up and hit that two-run homer. But, yeah, no, the bats have just gone cold. And that's kind of been the story of this team. There, there's been a couple of surges where everything's been clicking. But uh, other than that, a whole lot of inconsistency. And Chase Headley was at his locker last night and just saying, look, the starting pitching has not been the problem. They've been getting what they need. The bullpen's been great most of the time. Uh, they're just not getting anything consistently going on offense. And I think that when you look up and down this lineup uh, – there's just a black hole in the middle. Uh, I don't think anybody expected Mark Teixeira to fall off as drastically as he has. They haven't gotten much out of Alex Rodriguez, who may not be the everyday DH uh, anymore. I, I think that Brian McCann's been all right. Jacoby Elsie's been all right. Castro's gone into a cold spell. Uh, Gardner's in a cold spell. So it's just it's been really tough for Joe Girardi to put out a lineup when he's got six guys in slumps and three guys hitting. I mean, that, that's going to make it tough to put up the – three, four, five runs tonight that they're going to need to win games. And now the depth takes a hit as well as Dustin Ackley's season is over. Uh, torn labrum for him, shoulder surgery. Here's a guy that when he came over to the Yankees uh, late in 2015 really seemed to show something and I think gave a lot of people the thought that here's a guy that was once a, a big-time prospect. He's finally kind of realizing that from the plate, but then that wasn't the story this year. 148, no extra base hits on the season before the injury, uh, but but this doesn't help things. I mean, there's now obviously no hope of him contributing down the road. Uh, what's his What was the, his take on, on being done for the year? Yeah, I, I, well, Ackley was in New York, so we actually yeah. didn't get a chance to speak to him, but uh, he was pretty down when we saw him in Tampa. I think he knew that it was going to be something significant. And uh, I mean, it, it was worth a shot for the Yankees to take a chance on it. This is a, a guy that their stats people really like. The, uh, the advanced analytics suggested that there might be some value there. Uh, they took a shot. It worked out okay last year. Uh, this year obviously did not work. Uh, so I, I would think that, you know, he's making $3.2 million this year. Uh, he's, he's probably going to be a non-tender candidate. And uh, so that might be the last of Dustin Ackley we see in pinstripes. But uh, the Yankees feel like they can get by. I mean, they really need to share to, to pick it up at first base. Uh, that, that, that is their plan A, is they're going to stick with the Shara and wait for him to start hitting. And if he doesn't hit, I'm not sure where they go from there. But for the time being, it's the Shara and then Austin Romine is the backup first baseman at this point, and he'll take over where Ackley was. Yeah, Ackley seemed like he was going to be a perfect fit in Yankee Stadium, but it just never worked out that way. Uh, good, good news, I guess, or a bright note from Tuesday. It was a pretty good start once again from CC, uh, and he's been very good lately. Six-plus on Tuesday, five hits, two earned runs. I struck out four, and before that, in his previous two starts, he had been even better than that, going one-and-one one with the ERA under one. Um, everything's Now that he's healthy again, uh, he's right where he seemed to be right before the injury, and, I mean, he's giving you more than you could have expected. He's been fantastic. 
I think that his comeback story is one of the best stories of the Yankee season so far. Uh, I don't I don't know if anybody saw this coming, and that includes the Yankees, and that might include CC as well. I, I think that uh, you know I was talking to Brian McCann last week on the homestand. He said that that cutter that Sabathia has kind of fine tuned, he borrowed it from Andy Pettit. It's been a work in progress. Now that is a full blown weapon for him, and it it gives him something that he can hit both sides of the plate. Now he's got weapons. He can go off speed. Uh, he, he's not trying to rear back and strike out guys with 95, 96 because it's just not there anymore. But uh, CC has evolved as a pitcher. He is a different pitcher, but he's getting the same results that he used to get back in the old days. And, uh, you know, I, I think that when you look at this Yankee rotation, you probably didn't think that Michael Pinedo was going to be a huge problem. You didn't think that Luis Severino was going to be a problem. Uh, Sabathia, if you remember, was in spring training competing for that number five spot. I don't think anybody had a whole lot of hopes. You were just hoping that he would – keep you in the game and then get the ball to the bullpen. But uh, he's been much better than that. And uh, with him and Tanaka, I, I think that they're neck and neck right now for the best Yankee pitcher on this team. So, uh, you know, as I said, starting pitching has not been the issue for this team. I, I think that uh, it's been the inconsistency of offense. CC has more than done his job. And you know it's got to eat up those players to, to waste good starts like that one. Yeah, he's been so good. Now there is some bad on the on the rotation as well. Um, a couple other guys. Obviously, you mentioned Pineda and Saturday. Uh, he can't get through four innings, um, but th- they kind of at this point don't really have much of a choice other than to stick with him. There's not a lot of other options. Um, I guess they're putting the positive spin on hanging in there and being patient, but really, they don't really have much of a choice, do they? No, they don't. And uh, I, Larry Rothschild keeps saying that he knows what the issue is and that they're working on it and they're getting closer. But at some point, you'd like to see that translate into the game. You know, he pitched all right in that Oakland game. They didn't seem thrilled with it when he was out at the, uh, the Coliseum in Oakland. Uh, but then he took another step back the last time. So, you know, it, it, I think it's a situation where if Severino was ready, if, if they thought he was ready, if they had another top prospect uh, ready to jump in, they would probably make a change. Me personally, I was thinking that Luis Sessa, who came in in relief of Pineda in that game at Tampa Bay, might be an option to jump in. He would have been on regular rest uh, to take that start, and I think that you can look at Sessa as a guy who would give you five innings and keep you in the game, but they think that Pineda's upside is a lot higher. They're looking long-term on him. Uh, They've seen him do it before, so they're going to roll the dice again and and give it a shot. Um, You know, I kind of think about what's happening across town with Matt Harvey, and everybody was ready to throw him out of the rotation. I'm not comparing Pineda to Harvey, but Everybody was ready to pull the plug and said that there's no way Harvey should pitch, and uh, he went out and shut everybody up. So now it's Pineda's turn to try and do the same thing. You mentioned Severino, and there was a point where, uh, you know, what's wrong with him, and then he's injured, so he's on the DL, now optioned back to AAA. And you mentioned them knowing, or, or Rothschild, seeming to know what's wrong with Pineda. Do they have any idea what's wrong with Severino? Well, I think that the tricep strain certainly didn't help, but... Uh, this might just be a situation where a young pitcher needs a confidence boost. Uh, he, he went up, and what was working for him last year just didn't work. I, I think that his command wasn't as good as it was in those 11 starts last year. And uh, you know, you don't have an ERA over seven and an 0-6 record for no reason. Uh, they didn't score runs for him in the first few starts, which I think may have affected him a little bit. I mean, who knows? Who could tell for sure? Uh, it's a young pitcher probably struggling for the first time at any level, and it's in the big leagues and in front of. 35,000, 40,000 people a night, uh, that can take a toll. So I, I think that for Severino, the, the best thing might be to have this timeout, to go down to Scranton and pitch 
in AAA, get his confidence back, and, and start working on things. And I, I don't think you've seen the last of him by any stretch of the imagination. I think that considering the way starting pitching tends to go with the Yankees, uh, we're going to be seeing Luis Severino, uh, Luis Severino back in pinstripes uh, very soon. Brian, one really cool story with this Yankees team was Tuesday. Richard Blyer uh, making his Major League debut, 29 years old. And you see these from time to time in the majors. Nine years in the minor leagues. Um, I want to say riding the bus, but I know a lot of teams now do fly in the minor leagues. But still the tougher life of playing minor league baseball for nine years. Uh, And he comes in, throws three pitches, gets a couple outs. And I guess almost a thousand innings in the minors as well. How cool is it to when you're covering a team on a daily basis to see a story like this? Guy gets called up and you get to go in and and talk to him after so he put in so much work just to get this moment. Yeah, you feel good for a guy like that. You feel good for not just for him, but his family, the coaches, his friends. Uh, you know, everybody who supported you. I mean, nine years in the minors, and I know you talked about teams fly a little bit, but he did his share of bus riding, too. He spent more than three years in the Texas League, where his career seemed to stall out. and uh, they, they don't do too much flying down there, so a lot of hours on hot, steamy, sweaty buses, staying in crappy hotels and eating fast food. And um, Yeah, no, you, you feel good for a guy like that to come in. and He's somebody the Yankees are intrigued by. He was in big league camp. It was his first big league camp. Um, he's kind of an extreme ground ball pitcher. Uh, Brian Cashman compared him to Chin Ming Wong from the left-handed side. So uh, whether that turns out to be true or not, we'll see. But uh, it's somebody that the Yankees seem to be intrigued by. They're going to give him a chance here. And uh, even if it doesn't pan out, it's it's just great to see a guy finally get a crack. You know, there are times, I'm sure, where he was doubting if it was ever going to happen. A lot of people probably would have packed it in, but stuck with it and Got into a big league game. It only lasted three pitches, but uh, I think you're going to see him again at some point. Yeah, and it lasted three pitches for a good reason, not a bad reason. So that's certainly good as well. All right, great stuff as always. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Yankees edition. For Brian Hoke, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball Baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.